The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked upon his lowly servant, From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned home. The Gospel of the Lord. The Blessed Mother is a woman wrapped in mystery. We know her, we may know her well, but there's still a mystery about her. She is unlike any other person, any other human being. For one thing, she is silent. Not all the time, but she speaks very little. Only in two Gospels does she speak. The Gospel of St. Luke in the infancy narratives and the Gospel of St. John at the wedding feast of Cana. Other than that, she is silent. But she is there. We are aware of her. The one thing that marks her as being different than all the rest in the human race is that she had one response to God and one response only. And that was, yes. She was always, yes. One could actually say that from the moment of her conception, even though she didn't know and didn't realize and couldn't reason, that that was her first yes in a way. For the rest of her life, whenever the will of God was known, was yes. That's what makes her different from you and me. 
We see that in her. Whatever it might mean, she is different. For instance, at the Annunciation, the Incarnation, she is asked by the angel. The angel never really asks a question, but he is asking a question. She is asked whether she will give to God human nature in which to suffer and die for the redemption of humanity. She doesn't know that completely, but that's what she's being asked to do. And her response, I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done to me as you say. That's her yes. To whatever that means, and she doesn't know that, but she says yes, Whatever God would wish, she will accept. And that's just the beginning. In today's gospel, she goes to to visit Elizabeth. And Elizabeth greets her. And then Mary proclaims her great yes in the Magnificat, her canticle. Because God has looked upon his lowly servant. That's how she sees herself. The greatest of all human beings, and she sees herself as a lowly servant. But this lowly servant, all generations will call blessed. That's an important statement. All generations will call blessed. We have to acknowledge her as blessed. That's her yes. And then she proclaims what God has done for her and what God has done for humanity. We see her then in St. John's Gospel at the wedding feast of Cana. She speaks very little. She points out the problem. Notice that. They have no wine. She points out the problem. And then the Lord says to her, What is that to me, to thee? My hour has not yet come. In other words, if I do this, I begin the journey to the cross publicly. Do you want that? Are you ready for it? Can you you accompany me on this journey? Her answer? Do whatever he tells you. That's her yes. Remember, those are her last words in the scriptures. Do whatever he tells you. And those are her last words to us, too. That's her yes. If this is the journey we must take, this is the journey I will take with you, whatever that might mean. And then we don't see her again until the foot of the cross. And there she is silent. But silence says something, doesn't it? If we are silent, We usually are trying to convey something. If someone were to say to you, what do you think of that? And you were silent, you would speak. That would be your answer. Or if someone were to say to you, what do you think of so-and-so? And you were silent, you would have told them what you think of so-and-so. But Mary's silence is different. This is the silence of yes. This is the silence of yes, I am here with you. Yes, I will remain. 
Yes, I accept this, I embrace it, I unite myself to your suffering. Your most painful yes, perhaps. And then she is given to us as the woman. Our Lord refers to her as woman only, never as mother, because she's the new Eve. That's her yes, too. The first Eve said no, the new Eve says yes. At the foot of the cross, she's given to us, too, as woman, the universal mother, mother of all humanity. The beloved disciple is there, and that's John the Evangelist, but it's more than just John. He represents all humanity. So he gives, first of all, him to her, and in doing so gives us to her also. Then she gives her to him, and at the same time, gives her to us as mother. That too is her yes. She accepts us as her children. And then the resurrection, we don't see her. The ascension, we don't see her. But at Pentecost we see her. She is silent. Why is she there? Because she's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Of course she's there. But again, that's her yes. Her yes to the birth of the church. Her yes to being mother of the church. And today we celebrate her eternal yes, her assumption, body and soul, into heaven. It was fitting that the one who gave God a body in which to suffer and who lived a perfect life from beginning to end would be taken body and soul into heaven. He would not allow her body to decay, but rather she was assumed. The East calls it the Dormition, the West calls it the Assumption. So that's Mary's yes. You and I are called to the same thing. We are called to say yes whenever God calls us as we know his will for us. As that will becomes visible or just known to us, we are called to respond as she did. And we have her, because she's also the mother of the Eucharist, too. We have her always with us. We have to get to know her. Because in a way, we can never know him as he wants to be known without knowing his mother. She, after all, is his first and greatest disciple. And she teaches us, above all things, she teaches us what it means to follow him. If you want to know, go to the mother, and she will teach us. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the assumption of the mother of your son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always respond with the true yes imitating the mother of the Lord, especially the church suffering, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own nation, dedicated to the Immaculate Conception, they may come to know Mary as mother and in doing so come to know God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, that they may know the protection and love of the Blessed Mother, for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and a consecrated life, those young men and women who will always say yes to the will of God as it is known to them, for a greater reverence for the prophetic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord 
for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, for the American hierarchy. They, too, will always respond to the will of God in their lives and then be able to proclaim it to others. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, the eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed And for all of us here, as we come to know the Blessed Mother as Mother, we may respond more perfectly as disciples of her Son. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to the Queen assumed into heaven as we sing. (laughs) 